We are well into December. Now what this means is, it is time for the news. But before we kick things off with VW and the new Golf R, let me say a few words about today's location. Now the eagle-eyed among you will have spotted that this is not my basement where we usually do the news. This is the garage where the cars are parked. So there's the M2 and next to it is the M5 that you already know. And I thought the cars would make for a nicer background that, than my magnificent whiteboard. I have not rented out this place, it is not going to turn into a studio anytime soon. But I thought it's a better location for discussions like this. Now, VW and the new Golf R. In early November, VW introduced what must be the most powerful production Golf ever. And although it has only marginally more power, they seem to have put quite some engineering effort into it. So there is this, the usual four-motion four-wheel drive system, but now with our performance torque vectoring, which allows to shuffle torque between the back wheels up to 100% apparently. Now it does not come as a surprise that the new Golf R will have a drift mode. What it also has, if spec'd, is the R performance package. And not only does it lift top speed to 270 kilometers per hour, it also comes with a special driving mode called Special. Now what it does is set up the car for the Nürburgring. And according to VW, the new model is 19 seconds quicker around the Nordschleife than the previous model. Now I don't think that the Golf R will have changed a lot in character. Its primary mission is still to be comfortable and to be a Golf basically. What is interesting is in early October, VW also introduced the GTI Club Sport, which comes with a similar amount of power, also DSG only, and only front-wheel drive, so it might be a little lighter. And I think maybe um, these two cars are too similar. If the Club Sport was manual, I think this would make sense, and the Club Sport could go against the Type R. But like this, I am really not sure how this will work out. But I'm, I'm certain there will be reviewers that will answer this question. Now let's stay in Germany and let's talk about BMW. They have introduced a production version of the iNX prototype, which they called the iX. Now this is not a terribly relevant car for, for us, but like most BMWs of late, the iX also sparked some rather angry comments uh, on the internet. Now I understand that, but somehow I was able to um, separate these model ranges, so I was not... Um, I don't really have an opinion. One thing I was going to say though is, if you look at the other i models, so the i3 and the i8, I th they still look modern, they still look fresh, they still look interesting, and they still look decidedly BMW, so I don't think there was um, that rotor design that needed an, an update or a change. But hey, what do I know about design? One thing that was a little confusing though, um, in the official press blurb they mention driving pleasure in the press blurb of the iX and although this is a term that has been used with um, 
that this associated with BMW. I am not sure this is something that is associated with the iX, even if it drives better than other um, heavy SUVs. Instead, let's move on to Honda. Now they have showed their new Civic prototype on Twitch. This is very modern, very hype. Um, I like it. And I also like the car that they shared. So it's a pretty sanded down um, Civic um, with less rough edges, a less angular design, um, less preposterous. Although I like the previous generation Civic, especially the Type R. And um, yeah, I'm definitely look looking forward to the new one. Let's stick with Honda for a moment. I'm pretty sure you all know the Forbes magazine. They regularly do the top 10 richest hairdressers that drive a Bentley. And they also do car-related um, articles. Apparently, uh, uh, somebody inside Honda told them that they are considering a successor to the S2000, which would come with the Type R's engine, the six-speed manual gearbox, and rear-wheel drive. Now that is a very, very appealing recipe. So please, Honda, make it. Now, in other Japan news, when was the last time you have heard something from Subaru? I don't remember, but they have revealed the new BRZ and it doesn't look like they have changed the recipe. So it comes with a 2.4 liter flat four that makes 230 or 40 horsepower, 240 or 50 newton meters of torque, six speed manual gearbox, rear wheel drive, um, stiff chassis, low center of gravity, the lot. And it is a very appealing package, except it will not come to Europe. So whatever the reason, whether they be political or economical or environmental, I don't know. Now, it would have been an interesting car because unlike the previous car, which had its torque so far up at 6,000 something RPM, the new one has peak torque at 3,700, which um, yeah, for everybody who was going to drift that car would have been a good option. Now, <clears throat> a rear wheel drive car that will come to Europe um, with a tiny amount more horsepower and um, a little bit more excitement is the new Lamborghini Huracan. So it's going to be the STO, the Super Trofeo Homologato. Um, and what Lamborghini say, it's a GT3 or a trof trophy car for the road. And it certainly looks the part. I mean, look at the roof scoop, look at the, uh, the fin, look at the massive wing at the back. Now this is, I think, how Lamborghinis should look like. And yeah, it's going to be rear wheel drive only. Um, comes with the engine from the Performante, that's 640 horsepower. And yeah, so this, the maddest Huracan might be also the last one. Um, because yeah, the V10 is on its um, last legs um, and it won't be around for much longer. So this might be the last iteration of it. I'm pretty sure it will be very exciting to drive. Something that I feel might be a little less exciting to drive is McLaren's new sports series, which they dubbed Artura. Now, it's going to be a replacement for the 540C, the 570S, 600LT, 620R. 
those, uh, those cars. And um, as expected, as speculated, um, it's going to be, they are going to be powered by a three liter hybrid V6. So exactly like the Maserati MC20. And yeah, there we have the first competitor to the MC20. Honestly, I am not sure. I'm pretty sure this car, these cars will deliver on the um, power uh, on the power front, but I'm really um, not certain how exciting they will be. Apparently, Ferraris do soon to join the the V6 hybrid club. Um, let's see how this will go. But let's talk instead about something more exciting with six cylinders. If you happen to be a petrol head and you have been on YouTube the last two weeks, I'm pretty sure you have come across a video from Top Gear in which um, Chris Harris has shown around the Holy GT3 halls by um, Andreas Preuninger. And yeah, there they, they are a few anecdotes from um, past press events. And towards the end of the video, um, Andreas Preuninger lifts the cover of the new production or near production GT3. And, I have to say it looks very nice. I'm really looking forward to, um, to this car. And it's still naturally aspirated and although there is an OPF, I think they have managed to make it sound exciting. So good news. And it's probably cheaper than either the McLaren and the uh, Maserati. Now, I think we, we, we finished the part with uh, new cars and prototypes and rumors. Let's instead spend a few moments on uh, motorsport news. Um, VW Motorsport has pulled the plug. So the IDR will not be further developed and I probably will not yeah, see any other, um, r any other races or tracks or what else there is. Um, but anyway, I mean, after the, uh, they pulled out of WRC, there was not much, maybe a little rally cross, but that was it. Um, something else that came to an end is, or that will come to an end is, Audi's and for, uh, BMW's Formula E involvement. Um, they have announced, they both have announced, I think within two days, that by the end of 2021, they will um, end their involvement in Formula E. I think it has to do with, um, yeah, how far that series did go, how much publicity there is around it. And yeah, maybe it's less than they expected or hoped for. Uh, let's see what effect this will have on other manufacturers like Mercedes and Porsche that, start, uh, that are still in it. And for the final piece of news, um, which is from a different sort of formula, namely Formula One, I am pretty sure most of you will have seen the Bahrain GP and uh, Romain Grosjean's uh, uh, crash and happily he made it out with a few burns and bruises I think. Um, there were a few comments on Twitter where people said that Formula One drivers are gladiators after all. Of course I understand their angle but I think in these days nobody needs to die for other people's entertainment. Um, yeah it's, it's I think it was an impressive reminder that if you go wheel to wheel at 300 kilometers an hour, it, there's always um, uh, something that can go wrong, even if Formula One has become safer over the years. Well, that was it. I think I managed to be quicker. Uh, I hope it was interesting and um, 
yeah, on that bombshell. Um, that's over and see you, see you in January. Goodbye. Shut the dog.